Well, welcome to JK Not Really. Episode 10. Can you believe that we're at 10 episodes? No, I can't believe that this is the 10th time. Like we're in the double digits, 10th time. We've been doing this for almost a year now, which is crazy. Which is pretty awesome. Like go us for actually committing to these episodes. And being as consistent as we can, even though we're human and life gets in the way. Yeah, I feel like we're both constantly busy too. So making sure that we set this time aside is really important for us. Agreed. So uh, we posted a little poll on our Instagram story last week. Yeah, and thank you for everyone for voting in. Yes, I I got those hints from different kind of polls that we've done Mm -hmm. over the last months, but also some really great suggestions from people. And so we were kind of like, let's just throw them all out there and see what the numbers say and go with that to decide on what to talk about for this episode. Mm-hmm. The number one vote was green and red flags in relationship. Casey, do you do you have any experience with green and red flags in relationships? Um, to say the least, I was basically living in a carnival <laughs> surrounded by red flags for like years. <laughs> yeah, you were like stuck on like the merry-go-round. Right. And I'm like, this isn't fun while I'm seeing all the flags, but it was so hard to get off. I know. I know. Again, you're just listening for the first time. There's that dark humor for you. If you've been listening, you should be used to it by now, but Mm -hmm. I only poke fun because I can. Yeah. You're entitled to it after everything (laughs) that you helped me through. Absolutely. You're like, I earned it. I earned my spot to poke fun at your trauma. Hey, I mean, I wouldn't be the person that I am today without it. So very true. Wouldn't want anybody to experience what I did, but however, I turned down the best way that I could for myself. It definitely made you like such a stronger person. Oh, absolutely. So should we start with the red flags or should we start with the green flags? What do you think? I feel like, okay, my opinion, and I know the whole red flag thing is kind of viral on social media right now. So I get it. And like, There are some times where it is funny or needed, but I feel like green flags are very underrated. Yeah, I agree. Let's start there. Yeah, let's start with some positives before we dive into the nitty gritty, like wee woo, wee woo, red flags, okay? (laughs) Before we hit the SOS button, let's talk about like the nice things that can happen in relationships. What you deserve in a relationship. Yes. And what you should be looking out for as a great sign that you're with a good person. Yeah. So for you, did any green flags come to your mind like right away? For me, the biggest green flag are the very subtle and almost remembering the small details or the small acts of service or gestures. For instance, okay. like when, when we lived in Washington, when my husband and I lived in Washington, we kind of had this town home where you had to turn the heater on yeah. in the bathroom. And so in the winter months, like it would obviously get pretty cold. And he would always, before he left, he would turn the heater on for me while I was still sleeping. And so I would never, I would never have to like walk into like a cold bathroom. And I know that sounds like so minuscule or so like silly, but it's like in those moments for me, that means you're thinking of me 
even when you're going about your day and you're getting ready for a day of work, you're doing those small little innuendos to make my day start on a good note. No, I agree with that. And also isn't your love language, um, acts of service. Yeah, it definitely falls in there. So I think, or I said something in passing and he remembers it like three weeks later. And I'm like, I didn't even think like, like, I just said that to like in a passing conversation. So for me, a big green flag is if they consistently remember the small passing conversations or the mentions or those small, seemingly minute acts of service that actually make a huge positive difference to your day. I like that. Okay. That is a good green flag. What about you? For me, the first thing that came up is feeling safe, which I think is crazy because for you, it's like these little actions that they do a consecutive like day or week. However, for me, it was like this overwhelming feel of safety, such as I don't have to hide who I am. I don't have to hide who I'm friends with. I don't have to hide like what I like to do. You can just be open, be open. I was thinking about it more and I'm just like, what falls into safety is also that if your partner receives happiness when you're doing things that makes you happy. Agreed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because then like, I know that I can go to the dance studio. I can go work out knowing that my partner wants me to do that. He wants me to be happy and I feel safe when he allows me to do that. Right. Almost as if a green flag is them. And we've used this term before, like championing, like they're a champion of your joys that might not include that. Honestly, like half of the time, does it really include them because you're still your own individual person and they should celebrate that and want that for you. So a green flag could be, they still want you to be you as an individual and not just you as a couple. Yeah, absolutely. And they celebrate your victories. They want you to go do the hobbies, go do the interest that brings you this fulfillment. I love that. Yeah. That's like a big green flag because I didn't really have that before, to be honest with you. I think another green flag, and it's maybe it's because you just mentioned what you just did. Cause I didn't think about this originally, but if they are interested in the people you surround yourself with. Like they want to like get to know your friends, your family members. Exactly. And they, they genuinely, when you're maybe venting and when you're just letting things out about your friends or voicing concerns about your friends, voicing concerns about your family, especially maybe when you're not on good terms with them at that time. Like if you're having an argument with a friend and you just vent and in that moment, you're kind of speaking from a place of anger, but it doesn't forever taint or diminish who that friend is for you in your partner's eyes. Like they don't write that person off. Oh, that's a good one. Just because in that moment you're, you are venting and you're like speaking from a space of dissatisfaction, but they are not holding that dissatisfaction against that person forever. Mm -hmm. Like if they are just giving you that space to vent, 
and are just letting you have that. And they're not immediately like, oh yeah, F them. You shouldn't be friends with them anymore. That's super messed up. They're not a good friend. Like take a minute and they just let you then. And then when hopefully it is resolved, they're happy it's resolved. Ooh, I like how you ended that. They're happy that it's resolved because they want you to have a good relationship with your friends and family members. However, you do get in disagreements and your partner should be able to listen to you talk by also giving you another perspective on it too. And that's the other thing, another green flag. And this is big for me because sometimes, and maybe for other people too, Sometimes you just want to vent to your partner and you're not looking for logical solutions in that moment. No, like, I just want to be dramatic. I just want to vent. I just want to like fill the space and get it off my mind. I'm not necessarily looking for you to fix it. I'm just looking for you to listen. So with that, it's pretty interesting because females were more emotional based and that's how we uh, problem solve where males are more logic based. So what I tend to do with my partner or with anybody in general with the gender difference, I state what I need, such as I just need to vent. I need you to listen or I need answers. I need help. I need advice. And a green flag is waiting for your opinion to be asked instead of just automatically giving it. Because sometimes I don't want it. Sometimes I just want to be dramatic and I want to be over the top. And I want to just like vent that like in my brain right now, the sky is falling and the world is over and that's fine. <laughs> like, I don't need you to fix it. Unless I, I sit there and I'm like, what's your opinion on this? And a green flag is just that patience. Absolutely. So telling your partner, Hey, I need support or Hey, I need solutions. And they listen to that. They listen exactly. to your needs. That's a huge green flag for me. Yeah. I also think too, like a green flag is to have a conversation with your partner on what your love language is. And if they can receive that and give it to you, because if not, then it seems like you guys need to do some more talking to see how you can really give to each other. Especially if your love languages aren't necessarily the same. Like my husband and I don't have all the same love languages. Exactly. So a green or red flag may look very different because you don't have the same love languages. So that's why we need to talk about it too. Mm -hmm. And I think if you are truly committed to that person and you really want to make it work, you will find ways to give them what they need. And then in return, they'll do the same for you. Like I am not innately a physical touch person. And if you know me and you're listening to this, you know, that's abundantly clear. I'm, yes. I'm really not. <laughs> I just, not like, sometimes the idea of cuddling, like literally you could look at me right now. I just get physically like uncomfortable. You're like the pat on the back there, there. Yeah. Like, you know, like the meme where like the person's holding the, the room <laughs> yeah. and they're like, there, like that is, that is me. Genuinely. Yeah. However, I also understand some people, they need that and they need that contact. They need that support. And because I love that person, I will do that. Mm -hmm. Maybe not all the time, but I will make sure that I make it a priority, even when it's not innately one that I have. 
but you should also consider that you're receiving your needs as well from that friend, from that partner. It just can't be a one way of you changing your languages. Exactly. Yeah. And I think maybe one like the last green flags we should talk about is that you're not afraid to have some pretty difficult conversations with your partner. You're able to speak your mind. You're able to have like a healthy dialogue with them, such as having confrontation because confrontation never has to be bad. It's always good. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's a big misconception because that confrontation always means a fight. Yeah. No, it could be the best thing because we have these expectations in our head that sometimes we're not verbalizing to our partner, such as your expectation was to have the towel folded a specific way. And right. Andrew has no idea. Right. Because I wasn't communicating yet. And that's on me. Yeah. That's not on him. He's like, he's not a mind reader. I think that's the biggest thing that people, in my opinion, slip up on. It's just this like, well, they should know. They should know because they love me or they should know because we live. No, they're not a mind reader. And that's on you majority wise, because you're not sitting there and communicating your needs and like your wants. Absolutely. And if you can't do that in your relationship, personally, I think that's a huge red flag. I agree with you. So let's go more into that. What are some red flags for you? So this one, I think, stood out to me because of what I witnessed with you. I yeah. think. Let's hear it. I know. Am I, am I, do I have the green light to talk you about? You Okay. <laughs> so, and we discussed this briefly in one of our previous episodes when, you know, you called me and we were going to move your stuff out of your house and you were going to leave the relationship that you were in. Yeah. And... I went upstairs into your bedroom and it was the first time I'd even been in your bedroom. The first time I'd even been in your closet, which again, should have, should have been like, Oh, that's not weird to you. Like that you've never been up here, but I digress. And so I walked in and I remember looking at the wardrobe and none of it looked like your personality. None of it looked like would be something you would pick out in the store. And I'd never seen you in most of them. So for me, and later on when we talked about that and I found out more about it, big red flag for me is conforming and changing your appearance solely because you think that's what your partner wants you to look like and expects you to look like. Ooh, that hit. That hit. I mean... To go off of that even more so, during that time, it was, I only received the, air quotes, love, air quotes, attention that I wanted when I was wearing like the crop top with the sweatpants or the tight little dresses or the heels. And in my mind, it was just like, well, I'll dress like this so I can get what I'm searching for out of this relationship. And I should be dressing like this because I should be pleasing him. But reality is you should be pleasing yourself. You should not change your appearance or who you are for anybody. And a solid partner will find you beautiful for what you find yourself beautiful in. Absolutely. So I think that was the first red flag that's 
stood out to me. And I didn't have some experience with it as well. Like I had previous relationships where I definitely changed the music that I listened to, the things that I wore, because I thought that's what that person found attractive. And I wasn't that. Yeah. And everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Mm -hmm. However, when you start listening to their opinion more and you start losing yourself, that's when you have to realize that they're gaining control of you. Um, like I even like took out like my nose ring and everything because it was like little comments such as that's not professional. Don't you want to be a professional? You deserve that. And that's such like a mind trick too, because in my head, I was like, wait, he wants me to be a professional. He knows that I want this like career, but actually what he was doing is that he was subconsciously just doing little hints of changing who I was. So how do you catch those? Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you try to catch that manipulation tactic? Because that's at the end of the day, what it is. It truly is. So I advise you to take what they say. And then at the end of the day, really ask yourself, why did you get this piercing? I got it for me because I liked how it looked. Okay. Do you still like how it looks? Is it a yes or no? And automatically your mind will tell you if it's a yes or a no. So it's really just listening to your gut instincts. It is. And honestly, in today's, like we can debate what's professional in the workplace. I don't think a nose ring is unprofessional. I don't think tattoos are unprofessional. It's certainly as even just from when you and I were in like public schools. Like I remember like if, if a teacher showed like a tattoo, it was this crazy taboo, like, yeah. oh my gosh, who are they? Are they like in a bike gang after school? Like <laughs> And now like teachers are walking around with like full sleeves and it doesn't make them a lesser teacher. Like, you know what I mean? No. And check your facts. Like I got this internship with the nose ring. If they didn't want me, it would have been because of my credentials, not the way that I looked. You always say that you always say rely on the facts. Yes. Yeah. So rely on the facts, but that's a big red flag changing your appearance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another red flag. And this, I definitely understand. I've seen loved ones go through it. I've dealt with it in the past. If you are consistently defending that person to your circle. That was on my list. Here's my little list. (laughs) Like consistently defending them and even changing little things that have happened to fit what you know they want to hear because you know they're catching on to the red flags and you're trying to like keep this facade of of the relationship up yes so you're trying to keep this pretty picture of what you want people to view them like and and how you want it to be I think it's both I think it's like, I want people to view us this way. And deep down, I wish we were this way. Yes, I think that's huge. And then to go on top of that for individuals that are not close to family and friends or they don't know your relationship, if you are justifying their behaviors, such as, oh, it's okay if I don't hear from them for a couple of hours, or it's okay that they just left me. Can you talk more about that? Because you mentioned it on our last episode. And I think this is a red flag. Yeah. 
you mentioned like the pattern of miscommunication, of not communicating, not even miscommunication, because that means communication had to even take place. So the pattern of not communicating purposely. Yes. So I'm going to start with, I think it's important that if you need a break when you're communicating with your partner, because if emotions are starting to get really heavy, you're not verbalizing exactly what you want. It's okay to take a 10 minute break that your partner is aware of, that you're aware of, and that you both agree on. And that's something even I've struggled with in the past because I'm, if I'm in a really hard discussion or an argument, I need to solve it right then and there. The conversation cannot end until we are no longer mad at each other. And my husband, he needs that space. Like Mm -hmm. just to take a step away and just to like gather and take a minute. In the beginning of our marriage, I interpreted that as you don't want to solve this. Abandonment. And abandonment. Yep. (laughs) Inner child trauma. There it is again. So, (laughs) and, but then like now I look back on it and I'm like, oh, thank God I learned to just take space for even me. Absolutely. It is so needed. However, in the back of your head, you can tell yourself, we're going to talk in 10 or 15 minutes. Exactly. It's agreed upon. It's consensual. Yes. For me during my past relationship, it was, I'm not having this conversation anymore. You need to go think about what you did and just, he would leave. That's not healthy because in my head, I didn't know when he was going to be back to finish this conversation. And also I was blamed. The finger was pointed. You never should point the finger at anybody. It's more of I statements. I feel this way. I feel like we're doing this because once you point the finger, someone's going to deflect, get angry or freeze. And that's even based on what you just said, you need to go think about what you did. It's like you, 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 even though it takes two to tango. Absolutely. And what I went through, it was me sitting there thinking what just happened, like having a conversation with myself when it should be with my partner. And then he was gone for five plus 10 plus 24 hours at a time, not knowing when he was going to return. And that's, Again, that's another tactic. That's a control tactic because it kept you from leaving the house because in your mind, you're like, well, I can't go leave. And then he comes back and then that conversation doesn't happen. And then I'm the one that left. It's just, it's all about control. Absolutely. In a relationship, nothing should be quote unquote, a lesson. Like you need to learn this. It should be a team effort saying, what does this relationship need and how can we come together? And work through it. Yeah. So essentially going back to what you said before, like fighting for each other, like fighting for this relationship to make it work. And if your partner doesn't want to do that and they just leave without saying that they need a break, that they need to think about it. I think you should address that with your partner because to me, that's extremely unhealthy. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes I just have to sit with it. And like, I just get these little flashbacks of like those moments and thank God we're just not where we were at that time. But sometimes I just sit there, like when we get into it and I just sit there sometimes and I'm like, 
we were really in the thick of it. <laughs> just, oh, okay. I feel like you're like re-traumatized when we talk about my past. Well, just because you're just, I think being a friend of someone that's going through that, you're just like, how can I get them out as fast as possible? And so you're just not, I think even taking in everything that's going on. So sometimes when we talk about it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was the first time I ever even went upstairs in her house. Like just weird little things that now I'd be like, why, like, why? Like, that's weird. But in the moment, you just don't always think about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was also very different too. Yes. On a lighter note. Yeah. So I texted you this week about a light bulb moment that I had. Yes. Let's talk about it. So I more recently have been really trying to exercise more and just put that as a priority in my life. I grew up as an athlete. It's not like I've ever really dreaded the whole concept of exercising. It just wasn't like a priority in my life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. More recently, I've been trying to get back into it. Number one, not just to be open and honest, I'm not happy with my weight right now. That just is what it is. The whole vacation and summer and eating out and having a lot of visitors just kind of threw me off, like even with my diet. So mm-hmm. it started as that. And then I was like, you know what? Like, and my husband is going to, if he listens to this, he's just going to cringe because he said this to me for years. Like you should be exercising just because it's good for you. Like it's good for your overall heart health. It's good for your like overall cardiovascular system. Like it's just good for humans to exercise, not just because you want to lose weight. Absolutely. It's even good for your mental health. You get these natural endorphins after you work out, which is like this essential natural high. Right. And I hadn't had a lot of those moments until like the last couple of weeks when I've just been telling myself, you know what, try to just make it in three days out of the week. Like if you can just get a good workout in every day, three days, whatever, just do it. Because Mm -hmm. afterwards, like I started feeling just so much better about like how I feel myself, like everything. And now I'm like, not even stepping on the scale. Can I say something? Yeah. No, it's crazy. What? So you have this mindset that you just feel so much better about yourself. You feel more confident when you look at yourself in the mirror and like some tough love right now, you look exactly the same as you did last month. Isn't that wild? Yes, it is. Like, it's the craziest thing. And like, granted, maybe you did lose like a pound or so, but that pound could have been water weight. Oh, for sure. That fluctuates in and out. So honestly, physically, nothing has changed. It's just your mindset and that you're giving yourself something your body needs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I'm is- so happy you're doing. Thanks. And so, but it's <laughs> led into, so I like, obviously I, I played soccer my whole life. I grew up being an athlete, but I don't know if you put weights in front of me, I'm like, yeah, that's cute. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't, I wouldn't know where to begin. Andrew, very knowledgeable in that area. So on this little exercise journey, I had to be receptive to Andrew showing me what the form should be, showing me how these weights work and showing me how these sets go. How was that for you? And that's when I realized, oh my gosh, like you are the most stubborn, 
spoiled little brat I've ever seen in my life because I would immediately, when he would go to like show me something and more so in the past than now, but it's definitely there. It's like, like I am a strong, independent woman. I don't need a man showing me how to do things, Mm -hmm. but I also have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Like, And I just, it was just an an eye-opening moment for me because it was like, you could be a strong, independent woman and have the person you love the most show you how to do something like put your ego to the side for a second. What other person would you rather have you teaching you something like in theory? Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's not like someone that you love, like let's say it's a trainer or someone that you can find in to show you different things. Yeah. You can tell yourself you're strong for just trying it. Exactly. Like I just like break through that mindset. Like just because in this instance, specifically a man is showing me how to do something does not mean he's doing so because he doesn't think I can do it. Absolutely. But that is immediately what I tell myself. Yeah. Or is it because you tell yourself that you can do anything you put your mind to, you don't need him to show you, you can just yeah do the exercises without the help. But so- on the flip side, if I show Andrew something, I'm expecting him to have all the patience and all the open-mindedness in the world. And it's like, you are such a hypocrite. Like in those moments where you can just call yourself out for being a hypocrite, like I need to do that more because I was like, how am I going to expect him when I'm showing him something to be totally open to it? And then when it's flipped, I'm like, oh no, 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 I don't need you. Yeah. But I think it has a lot to do. I don't know. Would it be different if it was another task, such as showing you like how to, I don't know, paint or make something? But I think if you asked him, he'd probably say, no, that's how you are. Anytime I try to uh, teach you to show you something. Got it. I thought it was something with like working out. Cause for me, that's such an insecurity because I don't want them to think that I'm not capable or that I'm not okay. smart, that I don't know this already. See, then it is stemming from the same place. Like it is that fear of like you thinking I'm incompetent. Yeah. But for me, for some reason, like with anything else, like, yeah, I can admit like, yeah, I don't know how to put oil in my car or change a tire. Like I should, but no, I'm going to own up to it. But with working out, I like beat myself up. Like I should know this because I am an active person. Yeah. So I think it's just, that was a light bulb moment for me this week. Like of that. just really just being like, let him show you. It's going to make like, it's there. It's all in your head. Like he's just showing you how to lift this. You don't know how to lift it. Like, You're so still an independent, strong ass female. I can be an independent woman and still need you to show me what this looks like. And that's okay. So that was just something that I went through this week that I had to share with you of just like, I don't know, just that feeling of, and maybe it is because it's vulnerable and it's that admission of, I don't know how to do this. And I know that you do. I think you just hit on the nail right there. It is vulnerability. It's that fear of being vulnerable still. Yeah. And then I pretty much had to tell myself if you're going to be vulnerable and you're going to let go, why wouldn't it be with your partner? Yeah, I agree. Someone that you trust dearly. Exactly. 
Well, I'm happy that you are working out and Thanks. doing for yourself. Yes. I'm trying to step away from the scale. Just focus on how I feel and just really the, the goal isn't the number on the scale. The goal is being a healthy human being. Absolutely. And side note with this numbers and the scales, um, I'm blanking on the article of where I heard this from, but the BMI is no longer recognized for medical professionals. What I would have given to have that article come out in high school. Right. However, (laughs) (laughs) we know that muscle weighs more than fat. However, we don't take that consideration. We just see this number and automatically judge, even though our height's different too. I know. Yeah. And just when it says like obese and it's like, I'm definitely not. (laughs) No, I'm so glad that article came out. I know. I know. I mean, it's going to, I think, shape a lot of minds, especially like younger, like children, teenagers, what you experience, Mm -hmm. but it all comes down to how you feel about yourself and how you want your clothes to fit. I agree. Yeah. So some takeaways are look at the green flags in your relationships. If yes, person, green flags are underrated. They are. If this person truly wants you to be happy, they celebrate your victories. And it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. And Look out for those red flags. If you're in a carnival like me, take a pause, look at the facts of the situation and get help if you need it. And let your best friend yank you off that carousel in full swing. (laughs) Show her your closet. (laughs) Show her your damn closet, please. She needs to see it. Well, with that, thanks for listening to episode 10. I can't believe, so the next episode 11, yeah, we're only two episodes away from season two. We got some new ideas, so stay tuned. We'll see ya.